Hi, we are Joel and Lauren Lowry, and this is our podcast, Wholehearted with the Lowrys. Our passion is to see people step into their destiny through discovering how good God really is and what it looks like to live in His love and purpose. We invite you to join us as we talk about life and leadership and how to live a wholehearted life. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Wholehearted with the Lowrys. We're Joel and Lauren, and uh, we just want to give you a little bit of update on our life and our journey and what the next couple of episodes might be like. Right. Yeah. So if you are follow us on social media, friends with us, family with us, um, you will know that we have spent the past eight months uh, working on remodeling a project, a house, and uh, and turning it into a short-term rental, vacation rental. And so we uh, just went live today. Today, the day that we're recording it, we went live. We went live. We took pictures yesterday, and it's live, ready for bookings. So... Um, so we actually are putting a bow on a season and, um, about to, to take a six week sabbatical. Um, and so every six years in ministry, we take a sabbatical that was last year. So we deferred for this year, um, and everything just lined up amazingly with wrapping up this house and finishing up school this school year with the kids and then going on a six-week sabbatical. Um, And so we wanted to share with you all what our plans are during sabbatical. Our plan is to, we're going to try to record while we're on sabbatical. Um, The first three weeks of our sabbatical, we are going to uh, take a three-week RV road trip with our kids. And so they are so excited um, to travel in an RV that has TVs and bunk beds and a bathroom that you can use while we're driving. Um, All the things. No pit stops. So no pit stops. We're driving straight through. (laughs) Um, But we're going to drive the essentially the west part of the United States for three weeks and just make memories as a family, go to some family family graduation, visit friends, see some cool things, um, make lots of memories. And so our plan is to um, road ha- road rules, MTV road <laughs> rules style record from the Winnebago. Um, so we'll see if it happens. It may be just a hot mess with all of us in the RV together. But may not even be possible. May or not we may be, be just too resting, too much in like a, a mode of rest to do it. But I think it'll actually be really fun to do. And we may get some really amazing downloads while we're driving across um America. Nothing West Texas. And um, uh, not that not that it's nothing, but there's nothing out there. I mean, I know there's people there. It's a very special. Cows and oil. Special people live there. There's lots of family and stuff there, but there's nothing to see. Um, <laughs> anyone listening from West Texas may be like, oh, my gosh, they're like hating on West Texas. We love you. <laughs> um, but we... Um, but we are we're excited to just share from the road, and we also wanted to share just a little bit of our journey um, that has brought us to this point. Uh, in our last episode, you know, Joel shared that I've been working sixteen-hour days since October, and which is not sustainable. Like it is not a sustainable way of life. I would not recommend it. Um, but a few years ago, Joel and I uh, decided that we were going to take a hard turn on. Um, just our financial goals and financial future and how we wanted to set ourselves up for the next season of life. Yep. Um, and so we just wanted to share a little bit about our journey and where we are in all of this process. Um, so 
uh, a few years ago, well, over 10 years ago, we bought a house with an old fixer-upper house with yep. the intention of flipping it in three to five years. And we wanted to flip houses and get into real estate. Uh, well, we ended up falling in love with that house and staying there for 10 years and remodeled it as we lived there. And we also kind of set that aside and... Just kind of enjoying life and ministry. We, and Well, we planted a church, had three kids. Yep. You know, we started growing our family and weren't really aggressive with trying to go after real estate, even though it always has been in the back of our hearts. Yep. Uh, and so a few years ago, Joel felt like we were supposed to read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I think that was a total God moment, um, turning point for our lives the the concepts and the things that we gleaned from that book were just kind of like, oh my gosh, like yeah, it's kind of like not... just empowered thinking for yeah. your finances. Yeah. And I think, you know, we we chose a long time ago to, you know, kind of orient our our work lives, um, and therefore much of our finances around ministry. And I discovered very early on that uh, that that it was difficult to um, raise a family on ministry income um, and that even we had some skills that would allow us to maybe not take a vow of poverty um, and uh, instead um, be able to, to generate some resources so that um, we could stay engaged in ministry and raise a family and uh, ideally, it's not all about money, but ideally our kids won't resent ministry um, as the thing that kept them poor, or, or really even more than that, res resent the church uh, as the thing that kept them poor or the reason why they couldn't have braces or, or, or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a, a Robert Kiyosaki quote um, that Lauren talks about all the time, so I'll let her give it to you. Yeah. He, um, at the end of, he has several books and I've read I've read several of his books, so I'm not sure which book it was in, but he uh, talks about his sister, who is a Buddhist nun, and um, and he says, though she has not had to take a vow of poverty because, um, because she minds her business. And so the concept essentially is she minds her business so that she can live her calling, and she's called to serve um, as a nun, yep. um, but she also has real estate investments and other things that that give her the financial freedom so that she could live her calling. And I read that and realized that is that's us. Like we we are not called to the corporate world in this season. We're nope. not called um, to to start a business that scales, you know, to the and spend so all thousands of, of employees to and spending all, all of our time. Uh, making money, our calling really is to ministry, which, like you said, is not a cash cow and should no. not be. Like we really Doesn't believe that we yeah. should not get rich off of ministry, and so. Uh, but we also want to be a blessing. We don't always want to be have to be on the receiving end of sending out support letters and asking people for money. Where while I feel like that is the right thing to to it, do, that's that, totally legitimate. That if you do yeah. ministry as your job that people you, should support people you. should because it is a nonprofit. I mean yep. it but also um we also want to be a blessing to other people. We yeah. want to be able to write a you know several thousand dollar check and send someone on a mission trip or, or help give, somebody buy a house. Help someone like, buy a help a, a mom go to school. Buy a car. We we want to be that conduit. And so 
Um, I think the concept really came to us whenever, I think it was Chris Valatin that talked about having multiple streams of income. And uh, and we, that for us was like, oh, wow. Okay. So our only source of income doesn't have to be ministry that we can have multiple streams and that there can be different seasons where we're working hard at digging out the trench for that stream to start flowing. And, and sometimes that stream may turn into a river and it's flowing, but this other stream that we've dug is maybe just a, a trickling stream, but there's just a little bit of income coming in from it. And it, it gave us this whole new, like hopeful perspective yeah. on wow, like we really don't have to be at the mercy of tithing. We don't have to be at the mercy of the economy, the mercy of what's going on, that we actually can create these streams of income that we can pull from in different seasons, given what the need is. Um, and, And to teach our kids also how to live their life that way, that that if you go and you are an employee at a company, that doesn't necessarily have to be your calling, that, that you can work as a faithful employee there, and that can be a stream of income. But your calling may be to ministry, but your business is working for someone and taking that money and investing it in real estate or whatever thing that grows so that you can live your calling. Yep. And um, and so this really lit a fire underneath us to say, okay, let's get serious about how we're going to do this in our lives. Yep. Yeah. And so I think for us, the the why, there's there's kind of three values that we have. One is that we would have the resources to do what we're called to do. Um, and uh, in the future, we see that as planting churches, caring for leaders, uh, doing some of those kind of things, being able to travel to different nations to, to resource folks. Um, so, so that thing, so we can, you know, mind our business so we can live our calling, but also that we can be incredibly generous and be a blessing to the nations. Um, and, and so we want to not just have what we need to do uh, to, to kind of fuel our own engine, but also that we could be a blessing to the mm-hmm. nations. And then the third thing is Proverbs says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And it's just, it's biblically sound to be able to leave an inheritance to your kids. Now, uh, an inheritance is not only about money. In fact, I would say uh, it's it's a lot bigger than financial resources. And if all you get is money, uh, that's probably not great or healthy. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but we 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 want to create generational legacy um, that is finances, that is mindsets, that is uh, s- spiritual maturity. Those things that that we pass on, and we want to be a real blessing to our kids. And uh, our finances matter in that. And so uh, for us, it's like, okay, we could just go with the flow and do what everybody else is doing, or uh, we could take some risks and really see if we can move forward in some areas. And so um, what that has looked like from, for us is, so Lauren said, we bought that house. We, we sold that. It was built in the late 20s. We sold it for three times what we paid for it. Some of that was the cost that put when it went into the house. Uh, and then we bought a house that was nice and comfortable. Um, and then we also invested in uh, a trucking business. And so we're partners uh, in a trucking business with some of the money that came from selling that house. Well, we started getting this itch for real estate or, or this thing kind of came back alive in us. And so uh, we're like, well, we're, we're going to take out a home equity loan. Um, we had uh, in, in, from 2019 to 2020. Uh, our house went up like $100,000 in value. So we're like, okay, well, we got some equity to pull on that. So we pulled that equity equity and bought another house. Um, and so that was our first short-term rental. And then um, 
we had some business changes with some of the other stuff, some strategic consulting stuff that I had been doing went away, which was actually a good part of our income. Um, and, uh, and so, um, because of all of that, um, the short-term rental thing got up and running, but at the same time, about 40% of our other income, non-ministry income, uh, went away. And so then we were like, okay, we can either, uh, run through our savings or we can be aggressive. And so we decided, hey, we're going to sell our house that we're living in because most of our net worth was tied up into a house that wasn't making us any money. So we thought, okay, let's sell that house. We'll rent. We'll take the profit from that house uh, and uh, buy uh, another short-term rental or two, um, which kind of led us into this season. And so we, we spent the last couple of years fixing up houses. Um, hopefully, uh, we can change gears on how we do that as we build wealth uh, in the future instead of uh, I think I was out there till nine last night trying to fix the water heater on a property that's going live in a, in a couple of days. Um, and, and so, um, but, but we're just kind of learning and fumbling through it, learning a ton in that process um, and realizing, man, part, part of our calling is to be pioneers. And so we found mm-hmm. ourselves uh, helping other people on the journey. Um, my parents, uh, they, they bought a property and they went live on it. Uh, just a couple of days ago, um, and I think it's probably going to be helpful for my dad uh, to be able to retire in the future is to be able to generate some kind of semi-passive income. And, and so we're passionate about taking what we've learned and passing it on to other people so that they uh, would mind their business and live their calling. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, you know, our heart really with our church is is to to go to the ends of the earth. Like our heart is to, to see nations transformed yep. and and the way a uh, one way that you see, you know, impoverished nations transformed is through finances and through empowering people in business and in empowering them to generate income and and so I feel like a lot of what we're learning is 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 not just for the sake of our family, but and, and not just for the sake of our church family or our extended family, but it really is for the sake of the world. Um, I have yep. dreams of, you know, doing microloans with women in Burundi, Africa, and seeing businesses established there. Yeah. And and so, I mean, the possibilities really are endless of what God could do with yeah. with hearts that are willing to give and lives that are willing to work really hard. You know, I think part of God's provision is that it's just provision, that it's really not by our own might, our own strength, that it's just his favor and his goodness towards towards us. And part of it is us just working really hard yeah. uh, to, I mean, it's just a principle of sowing and reaping. You, you know, what you sow, you will reap. And so I think in this season, we've really been sowing hard um, and and giving up some comforts in life. Like for me, I'm also an interior designer and have an interior design business, which has been amazing that my interior design business now has kind of pivoted and I work with property owners and investors uh, to start their own short-term rentals. And um, and it is so much fun. Like yeah. that doing those kind of projects is so much fun to work with people and to work with people who are also like doing the same thing as us, where they're like, we want to create generational wealth for our kids and we want to see culture transformed through this. And so it's been an amazing journey to get in on that. Um, but I I think, um, yeah, being willing to just work hard yeah. and use the gifts and talents that God has given you to, to multiply. Yeah. And I, and I think there's this American mentality that uh, I work a nine to five really hard and I put money in savings or maybe 
uh, in a retirement account, and then one day I'll have what I need to retire. Um, and it seems to maybe not be working out very well for a lot of folks. Um, and it reminds me of this parable that Jesus tells about uh, a master who has three servants and he gives them each differing amounts of money. And, and one servant goes and he takes what he has and he buries it in the ground. And, and, and in my mind, that's like uh, putting your future in a savings account. And then the other two, they take what they have and using the skill set, what, what's given to them and using the skill sets that they have, they, they go and multiply it. And then from there, they, they show their master what they've done. And then he entrusts uh, whole cities to them. And, and Jesus says uh, in another place, um, essentially, that if you can't understand uh, finances, then you won't understand the kingdom. And, and there's something about responsible stewardship um, and really wise uh, kind of shrewd thinking that I think teaches us even some of the ways of the kingdom. And uh, and so we've just decided, you know, probably for the first bit of our lives and marriage, we were taking uh, our resources and sticking them under the ground and hoping that somehow uh, that that would bear some fruit. And we just found that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're learning, connecting with people, learning skill sets that uh, cross over into different areas and ventures in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been a really, really good stretching journey. Um, definitely made some mistakes uh, all along the way, mm-hmm. um, but but learned quite a bit in the process. And it's just been a real joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, for me in this journey, we you know, there's a lot living in America, there's just consumerism and materialism all around. And it is, and and it's been this wrestling, you know, for me, and then to be an interior designer and to love beautiful things, and to want to live in a beautiful house and to be able to create things around me. um, And really just being willing to lay some of that stuff down for the sake of our future for the sake of our kids, you know? So right now we are living in a rental, um, with bright white walls with no curtains. Like it is like, for me, I'm like, Oh God, my soul, I need beauty around me. Um, but really it's teaching me to be just content where we are to, 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 I mean, it's like this empowering thing of like, Oh, we're not living here because we have to, or we're not living less because we're a victim of our choices, but we've actually made these choices to to sell our nice house and to to forego buying new cars for this season and to forego you know some some luxuries in life for the sake of getting set up for the next season. Yep. And um, and so it has been a for me just honestly a wrestling because you want. You want the gratification then, you want the wealth then, yeah. you want the breakthrough then. Um, but just being willing to say, to stand in that place and say, no, we've chosen this um, for the sake of our future and for the sake of the world. Um, and our kids, it's been an amazing journey to to teach them. It was crazy. Last night, Joel, when he was out trying to fix our brand new water heater that isn't working. Um, trying to fix. Trying it's to fix, Yes. Uh, they actually, there was like a flyer that was sent in the mail that had like houses for sale around. And Eliza, our oldest, came up to me and she goes, can I like build an office here and pretend like I'm selling houses? <laughs> and so the three of the kids are sitting down and they're like in this real estate office, like buying and selling houses. And um, which was so cool to see like that value being imparted to them. And one of the goals for our kids is that by the time they graduate from high school and leave the house, they have their own house that, that we partnered yeah. with them to buy. 
And, and we just think about, wow, what that sets them up for whenever they leave the house, if they have their own income producing real estate, yep. um, that they don't have to go, uh, pour coffee at a coffee shop in order to pay their bills in college, but they actually can be set up so much, or if they choose to go to college so much further at 18, 19, um, to really start just running hard after their calling and not waste 10, 20 years trying to make money so that they can finally live their calling. And so, and the idea behind that is not that we just give them a house, but we're going to teach them how to build wealth and work hard and all that kind of stuff. So it's not just right. like, hey, here's a house, you figure it out. But it's like, how do we help them uh, learn to think like owners and investors instead of just mm-hmm. uh, employees? Right. Yeah. So that's where that's where we've been. And um, it's been like a four-year journey, the past four years of finishing remodeling our 100-year-old house and getting to this point. And we feel like sabbatical um, is really going to be just kind of this like closing of a season and then um, in kind of recalibrating. recalibrating and just hearing God's voice for what's coming. And so we're super excited and um, we're tired. We're yeah, tired. I could go to sleep right now. Actually. We're tired, but uh, we're really looking forward to the rest. And so let me, I, let me say this. Yes. I'm tired uh physically but mm-hmm. i am not tired spiritually or yeah. emotionally like i'm like yeah i'm, I'm ready to take the hill yeah so um it's not the season yeah uh, it's going to be time for rest and just engaging with family and i'm so excited about yeah. that so grateful for uh, our friends that have actually given for us to mm-hmm. have a sabbatical and have yeah, a really good time uh enjoying our kids um enjoying each other it's going to be a blast yeah i do have to put this one plug in here our friend chris ball the other day said we were talking about our wedding anniversaries and our <laughs> wedding anniversary is March 4th. And he said, that's the only date that gives a command. <laughs> and I cracked up laughing and thought, oh my gosh, I should have known better whenever we got <laughs> married that even our um, wedding date is a prophetic declaration of the nature of our marriage. Here we go. Um, so onward. We say all that to say we are marching forth um, and um, and can't wait to see what's on the other side. So love you guys and we'll catch you on the road. Yeah, thanks for joining us for the journey. Hey, hey, thank you again for joining us for another episode of Wholehearted with the Lowrys. We would love to hear from you and we would be honored if you would share our content with others. We're so excited to be on the journey of wholehearted living together.